The nation braces for the $35 million Miller Report. New Zealand prepares to implement rushed and improperly formed gun policy. And Missouri prepares to vote on a St. Louis City-County merger. All this and more on this episode of the KPR Politicast. And welcome back to This Week in the News. Um, I'm Wolfie Frick. I'm Richard Pfeiffer. And I'm Anna Smith. And Anna Smith. Yes, really you are. You're Anna Smith, and you just really came, a great time. Just really came happy home from Napa. Here. Napa paid vacation to Napa, California, Plus right? money yeah, to babysit children yeah. while she Richard was told me it wasn't real work. It is real work. It okay, real work. It's it was. fake work. You get to no, sit in a hotel room and order room service. That is fake Okay, news. I still took children out throughout the day. And oh, wow. Took oh, oh, wow. You took children out. Wow. That's so beautiful. And downtown San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey guys, Thank you. Guys, be more let's talk about let's talk about politics. Hey, don't talk Should about we, San Francisco. Let's like talk about that. politics. Okay. What's politics? So, yeah, politics. I'd like a de- so, definition, um, please. Yeah. Uh, so I'm waiting for a definition. Um, yeah. That's what we do uh, on a daily so, basis yeah, that, here because we're the Kirkwood Political mm-hmm. Review. Oh, Isn't that cool? Damn. Okay. So. Um, the first big story this week, obviously in uh, in light of the the horrible mosque attack uh, in New Zealand last week that killed fifty people and injured uh, over twenty more. Um, New Zealand has done probably the most horrible thing they could have possibly done. They let their paranoia take over, and the prime minister of New Zealand just yesterday. Um, announced that they were going to ban all "quote unquote" military-style weapons from the entirety of the country. And it doesn't really make any. I mean, like the the term "military assault weapon," right? Really doesn't have a clear definition. So it's going to be interesting to see how they implement this. I, well, even then, they're using scare words. Like they, you know, they're yeah. changing semi-automatic weapon into military-style weapon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it really, and I think I, I think Ben Shapiro put it best. He was on Fox News the other day. He mm-hmm. said. It's a good emotional response, you know, to to the of course. To, it, yeah. It's a very valid emotional response to the shooting because you, when a shooting happens, you know, a society wants to think that they're doing something to prevent it from happening again. Exactly, and yeah, a lot of people go to the you know the gun grabbing. You know, they think that's a good, you know, way of um, you know a good way of preventing it from so people are again. using guns for crime, right? Violent crime, mass shootings. You know, if we ban guns, ergo, there goes all the all the notion, or I, I guess the there goes all the gumption the to shoot yeah. people. And so, if you take away their means, then they're not going to do it, which is has not, never not been how it works. Yeah, it's never how it works. But the four it, cities in in America with the toughest gun control laws, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Chicago, it's, it's DC. Chicago, New York, D.C., San Francisco, Los Angeles. They have some of the toughest gun control laws in the country, yet they are some of the only areas where uh, violent crime has actually dramatically increased. Yeah. And you've noticed, With actually, um, you know, the uh, the massive uptick in gun ownership since 1996 um, in this country has actually contributed. There's a there's a directly mirrored effect um, in the, uh, you know, the rate of guns in this country increasing and the rate of violent crimes and crime overall dramatically declining. But regardless, it's not a logical solution, right? In New Zealand, for at least, right? You know, yeah. I think they had 34 murders in, in the whole country, right, uh, this past and 1. year. And 1.2 million guns. Right, 1.2 million One guns. One for every murders. three citizens and most, of New Zealand. Yeah, and one, and one of the, um, uh, you know, uh, most of those murders didn't even happen with a gun, right? Exactly. So, so 
to say that guns are somehow contributing to a problem in New Zealand, you know, is it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you know, regardless of how you know, the Mostas was obviously a very, you know, sickening, evil act. Right. But it was also an isolated act, you know, and, yeah. I, and to blame every single gun owner in New Zealand for an act that one person committed in an isolated attack is, I think, morally egregious. I agree. Yeah. I mean, taking away the incentive for people to defend themselves um, is, I mean, in response to to an attack like this. I mean, obviously, it's 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 emotionally charged. It's rushed. Um, and, you know, by all means, I understand the the um, I guess the uh, uh, the incentive for New Zealand to do this in wake of this attack, because, I mean, the number of people who were killed is kind of unbelievable for a mass shooting. I mean, that's, I mean, 50 people dead, 20 plus more um, injured, and even even more happened at a place of worship. I mean, it invokes, you know, the, uh, the Tree of Life synagogue massacre in Philadelphia. It invokes, I mean... There was a strong emotional Some reaction. of the most horrible uh, gun crimes in the history of, uh, well, well, in modern history, certainly, because it's terrible. Um, and so the people of New Zealand have every right to be upset over this. But I don't feel like... They are, guns is the right way. It's not the right way, and they're going about this in a very rushed manner. Oh, they're yeah. not taking their time making policy that's effective. Oh, yeah. And you know, this is this just goes to show that uh, you know the same because they were also drawing parallels to you know American quote unquote inaction, which I think is just an asinine claim to make because we're certainly very active about that. We're just not doing it in the way they want us to. And well, I, I think the, uh, go ahead. Anyway. I saw on Instagram that. A lot of girls, specifically girls from, like, Kirkwood and just people I know, and this is going to sound like a lot of shade, but, like, no shade at all, are posting, it's been, like, 2,000-plus days in Sandy Hook, and we haven't banned guns. It only took them 10 days. But Uh I think that's ridiculous, the fact that you guys, that people are expecting, not you guys, but that people are expecting this massive gun reform when it would completely, it already divides America. It would just kind of... Put it in chant. I, 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 I can't even put into words of how I feel about it. It just frustrates me watching people post that stuff and like they don't do anything about making gun reform. I don't see them writing to their senators or anything. Well, like it, I just, it would be so it, hard to be, pass too. Well, then exactly. think, think about the, it's unconstitutional. The also, think about the differences. Yeah. Think about the differences in the New Zealand and U.S. systems of governance, right? And I don't think people don't understand that when mm-hmm. they post. It's been two thousand days since since Sandy Hook. They don't understand that. The systems of governance are drastically different between different between the United States and New Zealand. They New have Zealand, a prime minister, we yeah, have a president. Exactly. And we have a with Congress, a, they have a parliament. With, with with the and with that, right, New Zealand can pass legislation, you know, with rapidly. Rapidly. Right? Rapidly. The, yeah. the prime minister announced something and then it's done. And then it's done. Right? Because she has a majority in parliament. Exactly. So that, that's how it works. Yeah. So I mean to say that we're not doing anything is kind of even if you're on the gun reform side. Even if on if you're on that side of the argument, right? And to say it's been so long, that's kind of like taking out all these variables, right? It's taking about out like, you know, the 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 hard, the um the justful you know hardship it takes to pass a bill, you know, in the United States. You know, yep. It's meant to be like that. So you know, radical change can happen, um, and thoughtful policy is implemented instead of, instead of uh, expedient 
you know, um, you know, uh, gun ho, you know, excuse the, the turn of phrase, uh, <laughs> kind of policy that uh, you see in New Zealand right now. Yeah, and um, even yeah, I mean, it's 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 different because I'm not sure if New Zealand actually has a, a provision um, in their in whatever supreme document they adhere to. Um, well, most of these parliamentary systems don't even have that. Yeah, exactly, know, they don't even have a constitution. England, I mean, yeah. like in England, they have the Magna Carta. Um, yeah, but there's no provision to protect yourself with guns. We yeah. have that. I mean, it's it's it, so so in order to pass any significant um, constitutionally valid gun reform or gun buyback scheme or gun yeah. program. It, it, w- it would require the ratification of another amendment or the to repealing of another amendment. Yeah, 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 yeah. To repeal it, that's even harder. I mean, it, it would be so hard to get, because um, is it? I'm, I'm, I'm. Is it two thirds or three, or three fourths of the states? Uh, it's. I want to say it's three fourths because it was nine out of thirteen yeah, and during so. the original. Yeah, I want to say it's nine out of thirteen. So I mean, but but now it's like thirty-seven out of fifty. So yeah. we'd have to have thirty-seven states in this country approve to repeal the second amendment yeah, which and, and would never happen it would never happen and never happen a lot of people are saying that you can pass gun legislation without you know um you know impacting the second amendment and that's just not true uh, many it's court, not true many court cases have uh you know heller versus dc you know comes to mind chicago versus mcdonald you know those are court cases that incorporated the second amendment into states for one you know and um affirmed you know that individual gun ownership is a right you know yes. under the constitution so uh yeah, and it's they, such a people, hard people thing that are to talk talking about, about mass gun reform are just not they don't know what they're talking about you know, exactly. legally. Um, and also, you know, like uh, I guess uh, um, in terms of the efficacy of those laws, you know, people people often cite the Australian gun buyback scheme um, from 1996 um, as being you know massively effective in trying to reduce the rates of gun crime in Australia. Um, but Australia didn't have that much gun crime to begin with, so um, you know maybe you know taking down the it's 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 so insignificant of a statistic to cite the fact that you know uh, reducing the gun crime rate from two gun deaths a year to zero gun deaths a year. I mean that's not statistically viable. In addition to that, I mean uh, if we're just talking about Australia in general, and you know, no they one don't really have a whole they don't have really a, a gun culture like we do in the United States, so it was pretty exactly. easy to implement that. And it, again, it was. But even then, it was, like it was more than half re- of people like didn't turn in their guns. It, it was an emotional reaction to a, a mass shooting at exactly. a resort. Exactly, so, and I mean, we're doing the exact same thing in New Zealand, and it's not going to work the way they want it to. In ten years, they're going to be like, "We shot ourselves in the foot. What the hell did we do?" Shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> well, <laughs> Play on yeah, words right there, right? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> if we're going up a couple miles, a couple miles to the north, you know, um, kind of turning topics a little bit right mm-hmm. um donald trump announced that he's reversing north korean sanctions that he that were just, just announced just just announced he and wow he's like oh, <laughs> you surprise. both just looked at me i felt really pressured to say something so i know we just wrote these out but actually they're not going to be ineffective anymore because it's going to be so good that's a really good trump all right let's, well, let's not do the i can do a great trump i can do such a good trump today. i'm so good at this. Uh, but um sorry yeah, it just and he, his reasoning was or sarah sanders uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders went, and her reasoning behind this is that Trump now likes, you know, Kim. <laughs> I, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. you know, it doesn't lot, make any a lot, sense. A lot of people praise Donald Trump, you know, going and negotiating with Kim Jong-un. 
I think it's the worst thing he's doing in his presidency, to be honest with you. I don't think that we should be negotiating with any uh, dictator at all, you know, let alone a communist dictator like, you know, Kim Jong-un is. You know, if we're if we're denouncing, you know, Nicolas Maduro, which we should be right, then we should also be denouncing Kim Jong-un, you know, uh, Rafael Castro, you know, and, and any other socialist dictator, you know, that, you know, has a history of humanitarian uh, violations, um, you know, a history of uh, violent oppression against, you know, um, minorities in their country, um, starvation, uh, a reluctance to join the international community. You know, any, I would guess part of the part of the motivation for that for Trump, I guess, is that North Korea is such a scary prospect. I mean, they have. I mean, it's an ego trip for Trump. It really well, is. Well, it's be, that, but it's also the fact that people, people, people legitimately are scared of North Korea. However, I mean, however, uh, I I guess those those. Those fears could be, yeah. I mean, I don't know about um, hey, Anna. Anna, how North Korea is like North real Korea? world. I'm really scared of North Korea. Actually, I really want to go to North Korea. Like, it's on my bucket list. If that sounds okay, so weird, but I really want to go to North Korea. Really Korea. No, 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 sentence. I don't understand. Can I digress from what we're talking about right now? I kind of do want to go to North Korea. Too. Okay, <laughs> like the, the, it the, would be interesting to see. Really interesting. They have really the Pong uh, That's really cool. And I want to see where the military parades. Have you guys seen parades. the thing where they, the one guy, Mr. Stoner, maybe watch it. Um, what's his name? He goes to North Korea for Dennis a couple Rodman? days. No. And they did like a Dennis whole Rodman documentary on it. It's good. Oh, I'll oh, find oh, it for you guys. Vice. On Vice, the Vice guy. Like the big yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. No, no, no. Didn't the Vox <laughs> dude also go there too? I hope not. But I mean, I'm sure they feel at home. <laughs> like for like seven. And knowing Vox. But no, that Vice documentary is really good. That's before Vice turned to. What's Whatever that guy's Vice name? Is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I don't know. He's big, stuff. fat. He drinks a lot. I like him. No, I'm thinking of a different person. Thinking about a different person. Uh, huh. but, yeah, the, the Vice documentary was really good. I Interesting. Know, you, you, you saw it, Wolfie. Um, I think I, that was back in yeah, 2013. I, I think. Like that, oh right, I did see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, now like that I think about it. Theory. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's the cult, super I mean, cool. The culture in North Korea is just so weird. It's weird, but it's so interesting to study. I don't know. It's it's. I would I would go. I just think it'd be really cool and like. Or I I'd love to go to like the DMZ like even just that like the south yeah. from the South Korean yeah. side. Yeah, that would make me feel safer. But you're also asking the person side. who thinks the Earth is flat, so you know <laughs> what do I have anything to say? But okay, okay. Yeah. Well, but back I mean, to but the. I think I think Donald Trump is kind of spitting in the face of you know people like uh, Otto um, Warmbier, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Otto Warmbier. Yeah, Not a Warmbier. lot. He, for context, are, Otto Warmbier is the uh, he's the um, the uh, the American who was kept captive in uh, North Korea and killed by the North Koreans. Even basically though. was killed by. The, I mean, he was he was returned to the United States alive in um, a coma. I'm pretty in sure. a coma yeah. and yeah. then died shortly Barely thereafter breathing. upon returning to U.S. soil. So I mean, and the parents of Otto von Beer have been very vocal about their opposition to Donald Trump even negotiating with Kim Jong Un. I think they mm-hmm. they should have the right. You know they they're rightful in in that sentiment because to mm-hmm. negotiate with someone like that is is you know <laughs> no, no no we should be I used sanctioning to be, North Korea more I, I used know, to be killed American uh, killed an American citizen I used to be far more um, I guess uh, in favor of Donald Trump negotiating with the North Koreans I mean because no one's no one's ever done this before I just I don't it's understand. such an unprecedented thing but I think. Um, you know, m- more that I think about it, you know, we are denouncing uh, N- N- Nicholas Maduro. We're denouncing. I mean, we're not like taking. We're not talking about this much anymore. But, we're, but you know, we're certainly not very fond of 
Rafael Castro's well, we saw the, we saw the regime over on Cuba. We were, mean, on, we were we were we were one of only three two no two UN votes, right? Uh-huh. To uh, uh, that there was a UN vote that um, in the General Assembly that uh, you know did it would, to denounce the U.S. embargo on Cuba. Right? Uh-huh. We were of only two dissenting countries. North or, against us, the vote that was that that, that would that, that would denounce that, condemned, the, okay. yeah, that would condemn the embargo. It was us. Why was there a motion Israel. in the UN to def, to like to 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 denounce the U.S. embargo on Cuba? Well, because it's unpopular in the international community. But I I, I think that you know we had people coming in bathtubs to the United States from Cuba, right? <laughs> so to, to say that, that to say this is a friendly regime, you know, that no, we should be friendly not... with, that Obama was friendly with, with, you know, and we and Fox News and other you know um, political pundits were very harsh on Obama, yeah. you know, for being friendly with Raphael. You know, why are they being friendly with Donald Trump now? You know, while exactly. negotiating with Kim. No, yeah, I've, 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 I've certainly become a lot more critical of that part of the administration because I, I just don't agree with it. I don't understand how you can even negotiate with a guy who's like five two. I just okay, Anna, bring him back. It bring him back to reality. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but like I just no, I agree. I damn. agree. Someone who's like has type five diabetes, <laughs> type five, <laughs> type five. He's, he's that fat, you know, and. Uh, also, it's really weird because he's like, really weird. He's, like he's back in nineteen. 19- he's he's fatter than like all of the North Koreans combined. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know. I, I, because like the average. I mean, well, yeah, there's a famine it's there. The, it's the same thing in Venezuela. I mean, there was a there was a there was a video that was leaked from uh, from Venezuelan national television of um, Nicolas Maduro taking a burrito out of his desk drawer and eating it on camera. While the rest of his country was starving, starving to death, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the average Venezuelan has lost 19 pounds since like 2017. It's 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 not pretty there, and it's the same story in North Korea. I mean, North uh, their leader is like this big fat dude, and they're all like starving to death. Well, so I wrote a research cool. paper last year on North Korea, and it was just. Mm. I'd love to visit, but like, mm, do I like them? No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone like? I don't know. It, it's it's. No one likes them. Yeah. You know, it's you it's know, not a fun uh, place. You know, a country that no one else likes either. Or the country that um, no one in it likes the leader of. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> can I guess? What is it? Yes. Well, there's two options. Could what be France. It? No. Well, that's part of it, but I mean, we'll, it's we'll get we'll get to that later. It's, okay. it's the oh, United it's Kingdom. It's the United Kingdom. It's uh, and well, nobody likes Theresa May. I don't know how she survived her two no confident votes. She she is a nobody terrible leader. Be, nobody else wants to be prime minister. That's she, how she is a she is a terrible the, terrible leader. But uh, so Theresa May is the prime minister of Britain. Yes, she uh, is UK, uh, and she is not doing a great job dealing with. Brexit. <laughs> the entirety of the country is kind of falling apart right now because of the Brexit vote. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and what I think she just she just announced that she is planning on going to the EU or Turkey is. Um, Turkey. Yeah, she she requested mm, that Turkey, Turkey. Because Britain itself couldn't request an extension. Oh yeah, Turkey. So, so Turkey is now requesting. Oh okay. That so 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 we're now going to be okay with Theresa May dealing with the Prime Minister of Turkey. Um, Erdogan, who is a brutal dictator. She, like I said, she's not a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, she, about that. But, she's but, a horrible leader. Yeah, so she's going, I, I'm pretty sure this is correct. Um, she's going to through a proxy. I know that for sure. Uh-huh. Going through a proxy to ask the EU uh, for, the a third, for, a, uh, for an extension on the Brexit, you know, uh, you know, the actual of UK leaving the uh-huh. European Union uh, because she just doesn't know what to do. 
she you know she um the house uh speaker their their equivalent of the speaker of the house so the speaker right, in of parliament, parliament speaker of parliament so that she can't keep on trying for a vote on uh her brexit proposal right she's already tried it, uh-huh. tried it twice yeah it failed both times um and she doesn't know what to do i mean I, I wouldn't know what to do to be honest with you i mean she has a she has a plan you know and parliament has rejected it twice it's she can't negotiate with the eu anymore you know it's going to be a hard brexit i like the way that cgp gray put it um i watched a video he 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 occasionally he's a he's he, he's like an edutainment youtuber i guess and he 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 makes this series of um animated videos um kind of discussing brexit and he's done a few updates on um, the first one he made back in 2016 when the referendum was actually about to happen. Um, and he described an impossible trinity because, um, you know, like at the top there is maximum Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't have maximum Brexit because you'd have to, you know, basically drive a wedge between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Right. And when there was and a we wedge between those, we know, those, know, we know the history of them having massive fights yeah. You know, during the, the majority troubles. of yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the great the great troubles on that border yeah. were certainly you know uh, age old and very well documented. Troubles. So I, I can't do it. Potato. Um, <laughs> I thought we weren't doing voices troubles. today. But uh, we're it, not. It just, it's it's no, you're it's not. Um, so in order to have maximum Brexit, you have to put the wall somewhere. And if you put the wall between Northern Ireland and Ireland, it's going to drive a wedge between those yeah. two. And if you just kind of give Northern Ireland to Ireland, the people who actually live in Northern Ireland who identify with the UK are going to get pissed off. So, I mean, there's no way to – there's no way to satisfy um, – Every party. Well, it's every because, party. It's because the UK, it's is, going the UK to be is actually a country – Unpopular. A country that has countries within it. Right? Exactly. So that, that even makes it even It's harder. a giant mess right. because Scotland, they have territories Scotland. overseas. They yeah. have Scotland who it's voted Scotland. overwhelmingly to remain in the union. Yeah. I mean, really the only way I see this going forward – is if the UK splits apart, if England becomes a sovereign entity, if Wales becomes a sovereign entity, and then if Scotland becomes a sovereign entity, and then the countries who voted to dissolve the active union, England can leave the European Union, um, and then the the, 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 the countries that, that, that um, within the uh, rather rather the the entities within the UK who are hypothetically now countries who wish to remain in the EU can stay there. And there can be little land borders or whatever. Yeah, the problem with that is that the, the, the process of becoming an EU member is so extensive, right? That's that, true. That Scotland would be, you know, not in the EU, right, but a separate country, you know, for upwards of 10 years. That's and true. So what are they going to do with trade and everything? Uh-huh. I th- This is my, my idea of what a perfect Brexit would look like is leave the EU. Just, just Brexit means Brexit, right? Leave the EU, you know. Um, and then do you asking look, for a second referendum is just undemocratic. And and, and then here, hold on with me, right? Sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> and then, and I then, just feel strongly yeah. about that part. And then uh, trade with uh, your Commonwealth countries. You know, uh-huh. the UK has a, a lot of Commonwealth countries that it can trade with. It's true. You know, New Zealand, Australia, Canada are the big biggest partners. Uh-huh. And, and then, then there's I mean, 10 million islands in the Caribbean, yeah. and there's all tons of. I mean, yeah. I mean and there's then, just then, tons of Do- stuff. And then Donald Trump announced that he is perfectly, you know, willing to negotiate with. Uh, you know, the now uh, separated uh, United Kingdom, right? Yeah. So he's saying that in America is one of the world's largest economies. The UK and have a is going to be just fine if they yeah. leave the EU. They just need to leave the EU. No matter they, how they, you they, put they will it. Now be, they'll now be dealing with the world's largest economy on favorable it's terms. It's true. Where the EU is not on great terms with the, with America. You know, they tariff our goods. 
you know, they we don't tariff their goods, right? But they tariff you know the hell out of our goods, you know, our, our agricultural products, you know, primarily. They're all members of NATO, and they don't pay their fair share into they the, don't pay their in, fair share in, so, into the system. So, I mean, the, the 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 relationship between the Americas, or, or or just rather the United States of America. And the EU is a very shaky relationship. But with England, we're, we're perfectly – I mean, with the UK, we're perfectly fine. So, I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, it would be fine if we Anna. did that. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I'm just chilling over here. here remember that well, other country other, you mentioned? Guess what other country is in Europe? <laughs> France. France is yeah. also in Europe. Yeah. But – was that the was that, that what you wanted that, me to that's say? That's all I want you for, yeah. Okay, for once, I'll actually, get back. France is actually a good thing though, because yeah, they're actually mean, they're actually getting control over their protesters. Yeah, after the nineteenth consecutive week of protests. Is it nineteen or is wow. it fifteen? Last week was uh, eighteen, so it's so nineteen. Geez. But what they did was they banned protesting in certain high risk areas. Uh huh. So uh, there's not really much to say here. I mean, like we covered last time. Fran- yeah, we pe- talked about this last week. Well, yeah, Do well, we really uh, need to talk about it well, again? Got, this is like the government shut down all again. This is the government shut down all again. They're getting it under Richard, control. Richard, okay? Richard, shut up, Anna. Um, they're getting it under control. Oh, <laughs> they're getting it under control. Richard's really sick of me tonight. They're, get, they're getting it under control. Um, You're sick of yourself tonight. Macron, sure. Macron can't get his poll numbers up, but he can stop the riots. Uh, Good for him. I guess so. President Emmanuel Macron. Yeah. Stop. The president of the rich. Um. But uh, yeah, there's not much to say other than they're getting it under control. Le but really, really, they can't get the public sentiment, you know, yeah, not under control, right? I mean, yep. the public sentiment against Macron and his government is going to remain, and uh-huh. they're going to vote him out of office. They're going to vote someone Why in. Why are you Le talking Pen. so fast? Literally, calm down. They're going to vote talking in. So fast. They're going to vote in um, the leader of Le Front National, Marine Le Pen. Okay. Wow, guys, so Wolfie takes French. I want France everyone to know Wolfie to took French. Great took again. French. He took French. He's not even taking French right now. But um, I took French, and I know the accent, so I can say it. Okay. Way to go. I have okay. okay, well, this segment's almost over. Well, no, here, we got one more thing to talk <laughs> Damn about. Damn it. This is, a good, this is good news, Anne. This is good news. We're okay, you'll thing. like this. Um, the last square mile of ISIS was finally captured. Wow. Uh, Syrian Democratic Forces took the last uh, territory that was effectively hold, held by ISIS um, last night, yesterday. Uh, and now, rest in peace, ISIS yesterday? Caliphate. Not even rest 2014 no, no, to 2019. Hell, rest in hell, ISIS Caliphate. Um, you know, obviously, this is going to create a, a power vacuum, uh, and mm-hmm. especially with U.S. forces withdrawing, uh, it's going to be really hard to see what happens next. Are the Kurds going to get a state? You know, yeah, it, it is going to be hard to wow. see because the um, you know, ISIS ISIS held so much territory. They held like like most of most of Afghanistan, yep. most of Syria. I mean, you mean Iraq and Syria? Or, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Iraq. But I mean, the caliphate was huge. So now that the caliphate's gone, and the United States is leaving, I mean, the future is certainly shaky. I wonder. Um, I hope the Kurds get a state. Yeah, they've me been too. Our allies. Me too. I think the. Uh, I mean. I, I, Obviously, um, Turkey is not treating them so good, so I think they need no, to. Tur- Turkey, Turkey is going across the border and actively genociding the Kurds. Yep. Um, so that needs to stop. Uh, <laughs> does it? You, you act okay, like that's so not Anna, implied. Anna, you act like that's Anna, not implied. It does need to stop. Sorry, I really just. <laughs> it does need to stop. So, oh, yeah, um, but I, we'll have to see because if we know anything about the Middle East, we don't know what happens in the Middle East until. It happens, you know. Wow. Because everyone knows how stable the Middle East is, yeah. and how stable it's been for the past thirty years. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's the end of our segment. Thanks for speaking so much, Anna. That was. It, it was I'm pleasant. I'm really glad I could and contribute. I think this is the only part of the podcast I'm in, also. So I'm glad everyone could hear my voice a lot today. Yeah. 
Maybe we should just lock me in the room and I'll talk. We had to. I'll dr- flex on everyone about we my We had trip. to basically just drag her in here because mm-hmm. she was like, "I don't want a podcast tonight." So anyway, I, hey, I, talks, I'll, so. thank you, Anna. That's always good. You're welcome, guys. Next up, we have our main topic, which is we just uh, don't have a main topic the, actually. No, it is. It's the Mueller report. Nope. Um, nope. And Rachel Maddow nope. broke. Rachel Maddow nope. is breaking down on NBC, nope. so we'll talk about that next. No. And Anna's mic is now off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you back in here in a few Bye. minutes. Stay tuned. We're back with the main topic this week, which is unsurprisingly, I think, to a lot of people, the Mueller report. I'm here uh, with myself, Jack Bouguet, Spencer Cates, Alex Bolt, and uh, this is probably one of the most significant events of the week, in my opinion, personally. But uh, I think that can be said for many. Uh, so Robert Mueller recently concluded the months-long investigations concerning the 2016 elections with the Russia collusion. If you don't know a bit of background about that. He submitted to the attorney general, and we still do not know what that, um, what was in that report, what the whole conclusion of that. Um, do you know when it's going to be released? Uh, I think within the next forty-eight hours or so. Really? Okay. Pretty soon. Yeah, it, it'll be soon. Um, it's dependent upon when the attorney general decides to release the report. Um, but Trump has expressed that he would like it to be released. Um, so I think the attorney general will take that directive. So it's really a waiting game right now, <coughs> seeing if. What kind of evidence that Mueller turns up, if it was inconclusive, if he actually found something, uh, what do you guys think would probably be maybe the most incriminating thing? What does this mean for uh, Trump's 2020 election? So I think this is actually really good for Trump, actually, when you look at it. So essentially, we've had two, roughly two and a half years now of the Mueller investigation, um, and no American has actually been charged. Um, with colluding with Russia, which is the main objective of this investigation. So I think for the president, that looks really good. Um, so far, the only indictments have been for things like tax violations with, you had like Manafort, mm-hmm. um, Cohen, which was lying to Congress and other things like that. But no actual collusion with Russia, which has been this this main thing that the president has been kind of dogged by, um, by, by his critics. So I actually think it's really good for him. Um, and the investigation concludes largely a failure, I think, in its main objectives for the Democrats. Um, but for the president, it's exonerating, so that's good. Um, I don't know if you know this, um, and I've seen an article from New York Post. There's a couple other ones. While the official report has not been released yet, there will be no more indictments associated with this. So what I'm saying now is definitive in that no Americans have been charged or will be charged. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump has been pretty confident about this. Like He's been very open to he wants he wants everybody to see this so i feel like there's probably not going to be any big in uh any anyone in trouble just because he's so confident about everybody getting to see this yeah and i don't think there's going to be a lot of new information either it's not like i was kind of saying it like we're going to find out really soon i don't think there's going to be a lot that we don't already know concluded i don't see Mueller holding back a lot of information that people don't already know in this official report. I think it's going to be a recap of the past two or so years. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as Trump goes, I I don't think there's going to be uh, colluding evidence. We're going to, they're probably going to try to see him, try to get him on something like we've seen with tax evasion and whatnot. Um, But as far as collusion goes, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. 
I think the whole intent of this report was just to, you know, kind of expose Trump because everybody kind of thought that he colluded with Russia or his campaign colluded with Russia. And, you know, I know the Democrats, the left were really hoping that this would, you know, sort of catch him, sort of say, you're in trouble. And it's just coming up clean. I hope <laughs> I hope not a lot of people were counting on this yeah. investigation to turn up a collusion because I don't there's not. We haven't really seen a conclusive evidence, or we haven't seen really the investigation go in that field in a while. I mean, if you look at the last few months of the Mueller investigation, there's there's very little about tes- testimonies about actual Russian collusion, which is, I think, at the start of it, it was it was all Russia Russian collusion. But in the past few months, with like Stone and um, and Manafort. It's 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 it was becoming less about Russia. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with you, right? That it has kind of gone beyond the scope of its original intent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so whether the investigation actually should have been brought to these issues at all is another story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's largely been, from my perspective, kind of a political hit job. I mean, you've seen targeted financial, like they've gone back and they've done extensive and thorough checks of all of Trump's associates, his friends, his family, his kids. Um, and and they haven't had any colluding evidence um, with Russia or anything in that regard. Um, it's been largely personal, unrelated matters that they've been able to get kind of news stories on and get a few indictments here and there. But it's been relatively benign stuff for D.C. politicians, tax evasion, <laughs> and you know, these are these are like pretty common things. Like not saying that that's okay, but just that that's not what the investigation originally was about. So I feel like a lot of people hear these headlines and they're like, oh man, you know, Manafort's been indicted. And it's like, well, actually, that was from tax evasion in the 90s. And you're yeah. like, oh, less impressive. Right. And coming down with just kind of this, this these shreddy evidence. And I don't think this is going to end after Mueller investigation, by the way. They're probably People are probably going to say, oh, it was inconclusive. You didn't dig deep enough. But I don't, I don't know how people would see otherwise because I think at the end, people, they were, the, the investigation was kind of grabbing at straws looking for something that would indict Trump and maybe in somebody in his, in, his, uh, in the White House especially. But it was, again, like you said, personal matters that led to things that weren't international collusion in presidential elections, <laughs> nothing serious like that. Yeah. Then again, in this whole investigation, Trump, I mean, being Trump, hasn't been very professional I feel like just with this whole tweet storms, witch hunt, and everything, I feel like he could have just not been more compliant, but just more professional and just made it seem, make the left seem less like there was reason to indict him just because he was acting kind of like off kilter, which I guess is on kilter for him, but just, I, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, oh, here, can I go for a sec? Yeah. So I, to get back to kind of what you were saying there just a second ago, Jack, because I wanted to address this. I think you're 100% right. I think this is not going to stop. With the end of the um, the Mueller report, um, I think it, since the Democrats have focused their 2020 strategies and their campaigning and their rhetoric so hard around this Russia collusion, um, and in many respects to them it's definitive that this occurred, yeah. <laughs> although there has been no you know substantial evidence of that. Um, so I, I think they won't be able to move past it, but I think that they've definitely lost credibility in the eyes of the American public that this is maybe no longer a talking point that they can really push. Um, and just have people think, you know, that's the case. When it comes back and it's pretty evident that it, it didn't happen. There's been, there will be no indictments in the future. Yeah. 
there have not been any any Americans indicted relating to Russian collusion. We had, we indicted like Russian like citizens who are working in the United States, but that's not not really surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that they're working for the Russian government, so yeah. it, it just it, it didn't happen. I'm also, kind of disappointed. Like, I I kind of when this started, I felt like it was going to be like a modern day Watergate, and yeah, definitely a bunch not of expose. <laughs> And a bunch of just drama and just a bunch of really interesting stuff that, I mean, personally, I've been applying a lot of this to my Gov class. I found that really interesting. And I thought this would be something really cool. Not cool, but yeah. And I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed, but I'm also kind of happy that there's not collusion and that our government can, you know, kind of stay operational for the next two years. Yeah, for the strength of U.S. democracy, it's it's a good thing that there was no collusion, but you're right. Yeah, it is disappointing that there's kind of that lack of entertainment drama. I actually saw that a lot on social media um, from people who are, who are largely in the political sphere and for people that we go to school with. I don't know who it was. It was someone, but I saw that they had like a post. It's like, it's Mueller time on their story or Mueller <laughs> time. And I just thought that was kind of funny because like, had they actually read into what the actual report was going to indicate, there's there's no... It's and there's right. no there's no Russian collusion, so, so I don't right really know what they were excited about. And yeah. I think that that gets to like the heart of the investigation. What I've been so frustrated with is that people just assume that these indictments are related to collusion, and they're not. It's for benign personal financial things. They really have nothing to do with the administration as a whole. Um, so all this fanfare around the indictment, I think, is troubling. It's not really justifiable, and it's it's harmful to, to democracy when people do that when they hope for a Watergate. No, no offense, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to group you yeah. in there. I know it's more the drama. I, I, know, I know what you mean. No, and I, I think even I was like, oh, when you think they're gonna make the the Mueller movie? Because <laughs> it's oh, like, man. it's like I don't know. It seems like that's where this is going, where people are just kind of looking for anything to make a movie about nowadays. Like based on a true story, he got him. But like, it, I think it's just kind of, it's not, it's not as interesting. I mean, um. I think since how inconclusive it's it's really gonna be, I I don't think it's people. Are, I think I think people are gonna be genuinely disappointed, and uh, and I think seeing as the Russian collusion has been such a major cornerstone in democratic. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a studio audience. We got a yeah live studio <laughs> audience. Um, but no, I mean I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Jake. Okay, there's kind of a weird bowl there. Yeah. Let's continue. Um, so I think we've so kind of talked about this at length. I mean, do you guys want to give kind of your last thoughts on the topic, and then we can just kind of move on from here? I think it will really hurt Democrats in the 2020 election, seeing as they've chased this this idea of Trump colluding with Russia for such a long time. See, before he was even elected into office, that was immediately – when people – when he was elected into office, it was the immediate thing to discredit – him as a president and since his uh inauguration it's been uh, a modem to discredit everything he's done as president because he was he it's not a fair election it was rigged the whole time when i think when i see when it comes out that there was really nothing or not a whole lot going on in the first place and it's proven by a such a long investigation. Of course, people aren't going to let go of that. People are still going to say that it was it was a rigged election, but having that that kind of point blank statement with with a, such a major investigation, it's it's going to be to people who are really who are who are who subscribe to that belief that Trump 
was colluding with Russia and has half a brain to believe the investigation that was put out against him, it's going to hurt Democrats. It's I don't think they're going to have a lot to a lot of firepower against Trump like they've have in the past year because honestly for me I think that might be number 1 about people complaining about Trump saying that he's 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 not he shouldn't even be president in the first place. The whole not my president thing was yeah. a major a major movement. I mean, and once that's proven wrong, I I don't see I don't see people doing anything but acting out of anger and just kind of emotion because there's there's always been this point it's like wait 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 till we prove you wrong but that's then that's just not coming i mean is there a process to overturn his policies if say for example he was found guilty Mm -hmm. i I doubt i highly doubt that but i don't think there is a process to like overturn every single policy he's passed because i mean that would kind of void them like uh, declare them null and <laughs> again with the studio audience um no i mean yeah there is no real way and and, and even if he was found and i don't want to say guilty because it's not the right term yeah, if he was indicted yeah. yeah off of this report then he would have had to have been impeached in the house and then it would have moved to the senate and it would have been this whole thing um so <laughs> I, I don't i don't even really know if it would have resulted in him being removed as president uh, to your point yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very interested to see the actual report when it comes out, uh, once the Attorney General decides to release that. And uh, I think we we already kind of know what it's going to say. But uh, that pretty much concludes our main topic for this week. Okay, see you next time. All right, guys, welcome back to special coverage. I'm Spencer Cates. I'm Richard Pfeiffer. I'm Wolfie Frick. Uh, and we're going to go a little close to home today, and we're going to talk about the Better Together plan, which is a plan to unify the city of St. Louis with St. Louis County. Uh, it's been widely supported by officials in both the city and the county. However, there is a lot of hostility by a lot of the public. Um, there is? Believe it or not, yes, there is. So by merging the city, just an interesting fact, uh, St. Louis then become the fourth largest city in America behind L.A., New York, and Chicago. And, yeah. 1.3 million people. So Wolfie is in favor of this plan, and that makes him a communist. And I'm going to say steadfast in that belief. Well, because anyone I'm in favor of some provisions of the plan. So, which are mainly the communist provisions of the plan, because any provision in this plan is communist. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, Wolfie. You want to hear why? Sure, please tell me your reasons. It's okay. What, do you, what, what is synom- synonymous with communism? Dictatorships, okay? Dictatorships of which the Better Together Commission is because they are self-appointed, not elected, and in charge of implementing this plan. Actually, and, not self-appointed. They're actually appointed by so, um, a joint task force committee that was actually designed by both the county and the city officials. But not elected. Like to believe not that elected. they were just self-appointed and that this kind of came out of nowhere and, and tried to form a provisional government, then you can think that if you'd like non-elected, to. So, non-elected, Wolfie, non-elected Wolfie. Wolfie. My Richard, point here is Richard, non-elected. Richard, okay. So Wolfie, matter. Wolfie, How you Wolfie, elect Wolfie, Wolfie, I have a question for you. Sure, what's w- up? What is better? One giant city of four million people and a bunch of small little communities – that it's vote. actually 1.3 million, but same thing. A bunch, and they're all uh, fighting for resources and attention, like mm-hmm. police officers, firefighters, construction, or a bunch of little communities that can work together 
and vote on what they need. So like Glendale, for example, where I live, we just spent a butt ton of money on getting a new fire uh, fire station and a new fire truck because mm-hmm. as a community, we decided that we need that. And had we been part of the city-county merger, there was a road near my house that is a county road that has been waiting for a sidewalk for God knows how long, and they've been planning to do that. And mm-hmm. the county just hasn't done anything. They've put up signs saying, like, there's going to be construction here, like, tomorrow. Nothing's happened. So here's here's um, the interesting part of Better Together. Um, you spoke of the, the, the Glendale Fire Department. Um, the plan actually does provide for a lot of local autonomy. For example, the only thing that becomes, um, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, Centralized. Centralized um, is the police station, or, or, or sorry, you know, the police department and municipal courts. Mm-hmm. So um, fire districts and schools are left untouched so, in this plan, and that is a thing that is not subject to change. They've already outlined this in the provisional government plans. So um, fire districts are not touched. Schools are not touched. Um, the only thing that municipalities are not allowed to have anymore are police departments and municipal well, Wolfie, right, um, they, they would, it would eliminate the municipalities. Yeah. It actually will... It, it would eliminate the municipalities. In terms of like so fully it, it, autonomous beings, they would not be cities and towns within their own rights. They would actually be... Um, they would be municipal districts. Yeah. And they would be part of the metro city. So the metro city would be basically um, the entire land area of the city and the county um, kind of as one big city but then all of the individual municipalities that are like on the outer ring and kind of you know part of the county would become quote unquote municipal districts including the city so i mean talk about local autonomy being you know abolished i mean i think abolishing That's, the local no, uh, no. abolishing uh, you, abolishing no, municipal no, 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 governments no, no, no. They, they, like you said, abolishing municipal, municipal governments, governments are not going to be. No, that's not. They will happen. be. They will. They will. They will be. They no. will be eliminated in no. favor of municipal districts. There's just not going to be a mayor. I mean, there's going to be. I mean, the same exact thing is going to happen as it always does. The individual municipalities are going to be able to keep their private. Um, they're going to be able to keep their private uh, corporations. So, for example, Kirkwood is a private water company. Kirkwood can keep that private water company. Kirkwood can keep their private um, power company. But what about so the all of these individuals have those huh? private companies? Then the county will provide those. But there's a lot of those county uh, uh, municipalities that need that. Exactly. Where do we have the resources to create that? We get the resources for that because right now the the government of the county and the city collectively wastes seven hundred and fifty million dollars every year, On and much. that's coming from taxpayers. So, well, if uh, we it, can it talk, it, define it, waste. Define waste for me. Is that in duplicate? You know, is that in duplicate? It's in know, duplicate services. And management. It's in it's in it's in confusing tax structure for the for 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 the county because the way it works right now is that the municipalities that are in the county pay into a tax pool that funds the county, and so um, there are some there are some municipalities, <clears throat> Wildwood, who aren't paying their fair share, and so the rest of the county has to pick up the tab, <clears throat> Chesterfield. So. If those can kind of, you know, if that can be simplified so that you pay taxes to one big metro city and everyone kind of is mandated to pay their fair share, <laughs> that makes it less wasteful and makes it more so, efficient. So and th- th- this is, I have two problems with that, right? And yeah. the first problem is forcing municipalities, right? Or I guess it would be municipal districts after this, right? If this plan goes into effect, yeah. right? Forcing them to to, uh, to pay into a, a, a collective, right? I, I, I think that the taxpayer should be autonomous with their tax money, 
right? And I think that local municipalities are the best way to do that. Additionally, you talk about government waste, Wolfie. You know, yeah. the, the biggest the biggest perpetrators of government waste are big governments, like city governments, right? So as far as, you know, as far as just saving any money, I can't see a big, you know, city being more effective than smaller municipalities right. who can... Again, the municipalities remain or, or, or retain lots of their control. But I mean, if we make the big city government bigger by merging, that's just. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying that that, that in itself would be ineffective. It's kind of like, it's kind of like federalism, but on a smaller scale, because you have the but, federal. But, but no, it's not like federalism at all. Actually, it is because if you hear me out, let me finish my point, please. The way the reason that it's like federalism in a sense is that you know there's a there's a there's a larger centralized government at the top that's separation that oversees everything that's how f- that's called federalism and so when the federal government which in this case is analogous to the to the metro city as outlined in the better together plan um which would kind of have a little bit of supremacy over the states a little bit of supremacy well yeah because the, I, in the charter the district no 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 the district okay. would ser- or, or the districts would still provide many of the services the only things they wouldn't be allowed to provide are policing services, which would be provided by the metro city, and municipal courts, because there would be one court structure, and that would be for the metro city of St. Louis. So, and uh, this, this, and give me, yeah, give me, a, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that in order to have federalism, you need to have autonomous states within a larger collective, and they're and they're, and they're not they're not autonomous, yes, right? They because are. they're being eliminated, and they're they are being eliminated. Right. I mean, no, they, they're, they're they're basically not. They get to keep their names. They get to keep like their 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 borders. They get to keep Pacific will be cut in ha- half with this plan. How is that? How is that keeping its borders? I mean, in this plan, Pacific will be cut in half. So, I mean, how, how is that? You know, how is that indicative of how the plan is going to be? You know, uh, implemented in the future, right? If we're cutting a, a municipality in half, right? You know, the the. Again, the, 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 they would the, still the, provide the same service. The, the, the supremacy they, they of the supremacy of the collective, right, should should be um, is is overwhelming. You know, they they can redraw borders. They can you know uh, they can split municipalities in half. They can only right? do that. They, they, and, and they can only do that if it passes through the thirty three member city it, council. Additionally, well, okay, thirty three of two, them. Two, That's a huge city council. Two, Most cities have seven or nine. Okay, this one's gonna have thirty three. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about. So it'll be super. That's just a well, long. Well, and let's talk. So, let's talk about this. Right? Can, I, can I back? To yeah, you go ahead. Something. So, uh, two things. First. The response time for police officers, I know personally from Glendale, is horrible. Not no offense to police officers, but mm-hmm. for such a small community of five thousand, their response time is not as good as one would hope. That uh, sounds like waste to me. Well, no, isn't so Glendale is one of the safest cities in the United States? How how is there? Glendale is one of the happiest. Glendale has cities. their own police department. Yes, and they have so, like five or six Dodge Chargers. So is Wolfie Land? Wolfie, how is Sorry, go ahead. by removing that? How is that going to improve if the police officers are now even further away? How is that going to... All of the precincts will stay intact. <coughs> I mean, obviously, this plan is not going to include the demolishing of every single police precinct. Okay. Like, the the police departments themselves are going to remain intact. They're just going to be subsumed into the St. Louis Police Department. And so that police department is going to take control over the precincts. So there's still going to be individual But who controls the budget of, the, of, of those... 
precincts, right? Who controls the budget for those? The Metro City. The Metro City. So, Glen, so Glendale itself can't have any say over how it wants to protect its community. And that's kind of where I was going with the... I'm sure they'll have say because they can nominate somebody to the 33-member oh, city to, to council. Oh, to the huge Supreme Council. Who, that's just, the, that's their, good their members, we'll we'll their members are going to have a really small say if the... We'll you know, see. if the council is so large, we'll if, so Glen, so Glendale does not have you know the same say as they did you know before. But I'm sure I mean, their interests will be accounted we'll, for. Wolfie, if every single municipality has a say about what they need right now, and 33 people, that's just gridlock. Nothing's going to get done because every community wants what they need, and that's kind of where I was going with the fire station. Not just like the fire, uh, the power to keep the fire station. But just that sort of community action to say, yes, we're going to use our taxpayer dollars to build a new fire station. That sort of community action, that power we have to where, like, okay, we need a new stop sign. We need a new fire hydrant. We need a new water main. And, mm-hmm. We as a community are going to pull and, our tax dollars. And, and, and the let's, only let's, thing let's talk, let's, about that that changes is police. Every single other resource is still no, maintained. No. Well, let's, the, let's, talk, let's talk about what Spencer's saying, right? It is, is called that, is a that, different name. Is that local want, right? That local want. Yes, that's right? still accounted so, so, no, it's not, it's, it's right? Not, because if we're, if we're talking about this, we're talking about... it's all up to the county. The, the, the the it's not all up to the county wait, wait. because every single municipality retains their control well, let me, over everything. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's, policing, that's not true. Except that's not true. policing and municipal courts. No, that's not true because the Better Together plan, you know... Promotes a strong rezoning and planning management, a strong centralized zoning and um, uh, zoning and planning goes division. To the county, right? Which, no, th- th- in, instead of you know local um, local government governments having say over what is zoned, rezoned, and built in their community, it will now be up to the the collective the collective so so no, if you need no. if you want that stop sign it's, if you want to rezone your property they're going to have I attended a lecture on this the other day. And this very question was actually asked about zoning and how that would be affected by the collective government kind of uh, taking taking charge of that. They would have the final say, but they certainly wouldn't have all of the voice. But still, the municipality, what, what does that even can mean? I finish my point, please? Yes, yes, sir. The municipality would submit the plan for zoning because it's their municipality. They've controlled it for however long the municipality has existed for. For example, um, the city of Wildwood is a great example of this. Wildwood was founded on the premise of retaining the natural beauty of the land that it encompasses. It's the largest municipality in the Saint, in the county, in the in the St. Louis area. It's okay. a huge swath of land, and the reason why it was incorporated is to protect the wildlife. And I, I guarantee that 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 that, that um and 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 so the people who drafted this plan, the municipalities who want to zone are going to be able to have the majority of the say. How, how can, it's how? going to have to go through an approval process, and, and that the, approval process comes with going to the, 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 the centralized government and saying, can we zone the land this way, just as and they would do if they were going okay. to the, the, the zoning department the, in their that, own municipality. And they that. would probably say, I, yeah, I have, don't care. Okay, well, here, I, 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 give, me, right. give me two points, go, right? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, first point, how can you guarantee that? Second point, Right, and what way is Wildwood benefiting then by going through an additional layer of of approval? Right, because before Wildwood could just do what they wanted with their you know with their zoning, rezoning, and planning, right? But now they have to go through a yeah, collective. It's Why? Just, Why? It's Why? I mean, that, that seems that seems you know, it's a byproduct. Counter, it's a byproduct of the larger change that's going to go on here. But and, and what 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 is What's for example what is Wildwood what is Glendale going to see and you know 
benefiting in this. Glendale is a, is a pretty they're affluent going to benefit, area. They're going to benefit from the fact that the city and the county are going to probably gain population from this. But because How? right now they're losing population. No, the city's losing if, population to the county. Yeah. Kirkwood. And so Kirkwood. is the rest of the metro area. The county is also shrinking proportionally. Land it's prices. Growing le- no, it's not. growing less Wolfie, than it has before. Wolfie. Wolfie. People are moving out of the metro area Wolfie. into other metro areas. No, they're not. They're moving yes, into they areas like Kirkwood and Glendale. People from the city Clayton. are moving to the county, but also at yes. the same time, people from the county are moving out of the county. They're not because the schools we have are what's drawing people in. So there's not as much of a no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are leaving the metro area. That's also happening a lot. I, and I just I don't see that though. I mean, if they're moving out of the metro area, then they're probably moving out of Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. is that really so what I the is that really what the the municipalities and the city have to offer? It's more what the state of Missouri has to offer. I don't offer. see very many people. So that's a state issue. St. Louis County to Clark County. So well, fair enough. But I mean, this the the reason why. Um, the municipalities in question would benefit from this is because there's been extensive economic research that's been done um, and kind of like, you know, right now how we're losing Do you have $750, million, or $750 million, we're actually going to um, end up probably gaining or, or, or we can, through, through, through paying off debts and, you know, kind of better management of monies across the county and the city, we can probably uh, generate a billion dollars in the next five years or so. Where are we going to put these new people? Like new fighting, people? like housing, housing right now, real estate right now in the metro area is doing pretty well. Yeah. So if we get an influx of a bunch of new people, where are they going to go? Because right now there's already people fighting for land in the metro area. So fighting for land, not fighting for land, but like there's, house, I think he's talking about cost wise. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Real estate is. I, I don't changing. understand why people are fighting for land because there's an abundance of it. New subdivisions are popping up. I, I mean, have you driven through Chesterfield, Clarkson Valley, anywhere out west? People are moving out there. Like, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that point. But I, this is what I will say, right? And just to the to the point of local autonomy, I think that we've been touching on a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and you cited uh, before this podcast. Um, Examples like I think Louisville you talked about uh, the, yeah, Louis, yeah. the Louisville merger. Louisville, Kentucky uh, merged with the county that it Jackson, that is inside I think it's of Jack, yeah. Jefferson and County. Jefferson County. And um, then, uh, they talk, merged in 2003. And then and and then you talked you talk about Indianapolis because Indianapolis also merged with their county. Indianapolis did that more recently, um, rest, less recently than 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 did Louisville, but still recently. And, and you said that those plans. And were, then Nashville merged in the 60s. And you agreed with those plans, right? You said that they were pretty good plans. Yeah, because they, saw, they generated they unprecedented sums of economic growth. Across their regions and people, I mean, it, it like like f- for example, uh, you know, Nashville since 1960 has gained um, has gained its uh, reputation as like you know an amateur music capital right. of the world. Right. Okay, Louisville but, has um, has 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 gained increased prominence for baseball. Okay. Their downtown area has had a massive resurgence. Right. I mean, they're not doing too bad. Okay, and uh, they well, were here, scared of the same thing well, we're scared of, well, here, and they did this, just fine. This is what I'll, this is what I'll say. No, they, in none of those plans do they eliminate municipal governments. And, and yes, Louisville, they did. And, the Louis, city and, Louis, of and Louisville, Louisville, and Louisville, and Indianapolis, they didn't eliminate their municipal governments. They're not eliminating them here. Either. They are. They're, they're turning them into metro changed. districts. They're 
It, 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 you guys are hung up on the name change. It's not, it's not the name change. It's not the name change. Or became municipality the, and metro district. It, it, it's the, the only thing of, they're losing the, is police power and municipal courts. That's all they lose. And their autonomy to change to ch- to change in the future. Yeah. No, yeah, that's yes, not yes, what they no. are. They, yes, they, they are. Have... Because who? Because where where does where does the where does the municipal district have to go? Right. You know when they want approval for anything. They have to go to the collective, right? Yes. Right. So they're losing their autonomy in that sense. For approval. They're losing their autonomy in that sense. But they still can do pretty much whatever they want. Pretty much. But they're still losing that little bit. What you're telling me – They're not going to touch any of the institutions. This is what you're telling me, right? For, you know, like a a, a comparison, right? It it would be like me every time I wanted to buy a gun, right? I would have to go to the government for approval. And the government says – I'm not going to touch your right to a gun, right? I'm not. I guarantee it, right? But there's nowhere that says that you know they're they're guaranteeing that right won't be touched, right? It's like living in America without a Second Amendment. You, sir, are proffering what is known as a slippery slope fallacy. No, it's not, it's not a slippery slope which fallacy. Most people who are well, wait, wait, you know, tell, tell me where it's guaranteed. Tell me where it's guaranteed that they they won't touch you know uh, any more local autonomy. It's not right. In in the provision that guarantees that that is in the better together plan that I have read through and through. I have read through and through too and I, I don't see any I don't see any um what it says a lot is that is that the collective will have supremacy over the municipalities. But is that bad? Yes. Is that going yes. to yes, yes, adversely look, affect look how much economic look how development much in di- uh, St. Louis. Well here let's let's go to a different topic, right? Here, no, 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 no. Okay, go I, ahead. Go ahead. You guys have been changing it all the time. I want to change it. Okay, this. go ahead, change it. The biggest problem that I see right now is that St. Louis City is crumbling. Both physically and economically. Why do I care? They're Why do I care about that? Because tons uh, of people go to the city w- all the time, w- Wolfie. and it's also really important because it's the it's 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 the cultural hub of our of our metropolitan area. But, I, mean, I mean, everything started there. So, so from a historical significance, you, you want to keep it nostalgia. It's got plenty of historical from significance. A, from, a, a, from a nostalgic purpose, I mean, we have like, a rich history that I mean, we could totally do better about you know, kind of like revitalizing an interest in. We could. Which we, we, the county already paid. Municipality could do without that extra middleman from. Where's St. Louis going to be? Where's St. Louis going to be, even as a county, if the city defaults? Well, this, this is what take, take a minute and do. Take a minute and think about the future. Take a minute and think about the future. What do you think would happen in the next two or three years when it's pretty much a statistical certainty that St. Louis is going to default? Well, I think if, if, is, if St. Louis defaults, right, that would be bad news. If this county was collected, it was was uh, collectivized at all with it. All but but we have no, no, no ties no, with the no, city. No, Ashley, you have no idea what you're talking about. I do. I do have Ashley, no idea. No, I've read the plan too, and what the plan says from what I read. I don't know if you read an older version of it, but I read the new version. And or, or, or if if they changed it at all, I have no idea. But I read a version of it that said that. All of the – and I was further assured this by this panel I talked to. I actually asked this question, and the person who answered um, actually said, well, the whole metro district thing, how that works is that the St. Louis – that the city of St. Louis as it currently exists would turn into what is called a municipal corporation. And all of the debt that is in St. Louis right now that is you know, currently um, you know, kind of dooming it to fail – is going to remain within this corporation. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the debt. I'm talking about we don't have a whole lot of economic ties with the city as it is right now. We're not we're not combined with it uh, in any in any in any in any certainty. Chesterfield would be fine. Chesterfield. Right, we're, we're, we're because we're because they're autonomous. Right because now, we're auto- 
or because we're autonomous cities, right? You know, you know, economically, budget-wise, you know, we are self-sufficient. But once we, you know, tie ourselves with the city, you know, more, then then I don't know what happens if if the city municipal district, you know, defaults. You know, or the new city municipal district defaults. But that, we, we, the, the, that other districts have to bail them out. Why, how would how would it not happen? How that would work is because the, 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 the reason, still tied with the them. reason why it's doomed to default is because the government is so inefficient and we waste so much money. Then if, why then why aren't the county districts defaulting? Why aren't we? Why isn't Kirkwood defaulting? Why isn't Chesterfield defaulting? Many of that. Why isn't many Wildwood of that defaulting? has to do just by just due to the fact that the city is disjunct from the county. If the city becomes part of the county. But retains all its debt, and all of the duplicate services are are, are are cut off. That would incentivize a huge amount of economic growth. How would it? In, how, would, make, how would? How would? How would make two hundred and fifty million dollars every year? But how is that going to? In contrast the city to losing all of these counties, all these municipalities, what's two hundred and fifty million dollars going to do? Like what? that's not that much money in the scope of a giant every year. County. Every year. Every year. But still, that's not a lot of money and that's just, in one year. No, 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 no. That's just like, um, that's the surplus we'll have after after we make up for the deficit. We have a potential to probably make in total of a billion dollars. It, but we're not. The next we're not really. Years, ma- so. I mean, we're talking about waste, and we're talking about you know yeah. saving money. Uh-huh. But I mean, what what we're really doing is we're getting a service, right, for what we pay, right. So I mean. It, it, we're really not wasting the county isn't really wasting any money in the sense that we're you know throwing it out the window right we're, we're paying for a service that we get so i, I don't i really yeah. don't like the terminology that we're using um but i mean as, as far as far as you know your logic there right you're saying the reason why the city is failing is because it's, it's losing so much money yes, right it's wasteful but the, the count in that same logic right the county should also be losing a bunch of money and why isn't the count? Why the are the county the governments county, defaulting? The reason why the county isn't losing a bunch of money is because the city of St. Louis is primarily low income, and so they have to. But why? Why is it low income? I mean, I don't know. It's just demographics. Uh, no, but I would. I would say. I would say it's years of failed city. policy that well, the city implemented. I agree. With and, you and, and not being not mis- being business friendly. I, I think it's been poorly managed. But I mean, the reality is that they're not doing so good, and most of it's low income. And so I, I mean, the 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 um. The, the the idea that you know the people in the city of St. Louis who are extremely democratic are going to elect, say, the Republican who isn't a dumbass to actually manage the government in a more efficient way um, is slim to none. That's never going to happen. So it's unrealistic to think that there's actually going to be a future where an independent St. Louis city could actually be business friendly. So we'll, if I'm not done yet. Sorry. If the city and the county were to hypothetically merge – what could happen there is, you know, um, we could kind of stop uh, the 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 inflation of tax rates in the city to pay for, you know, stupid entitlement programs. How would we do that? The if the, the, go ahead. Because of, no, I said how how I said the it, economic growth. Okay, but I'm just I'm saying merging the counties. I'm, I'm how saying, that would work. But I'm saying how are we going to do that if, as you say, right, the the local uh, municipalities will be autonomous. How are we going to, I mean, be, using your logic, right, municipalities will be almost autonomous, right? So how are we, how is the, the... Almost being the key word there because they're still going to be part of the larger metro city, but they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to retain most of their, most of their services. So I think my biggest issue with your, what, your, what your point is, 
is that rather than just directly, not to sound like hostile, but like rather than directly attacking the issues in St. Louis City, we should merge all of the counties together to benefit one city. As there's no real big benefits for all those independent uh, municipal. I keep saying counties, all those municipalities, and it'll just benefit the city. Group. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to agree with Spencer because I, I, I really don't. Just, I really don't. More direct, I feel like there's a more direct policy uh, to improving the city. I don't see any benefit that the county can have with this plan, other than it will revitalize the city. You know, yeah. but why? I mean, why? I, I just don't see why we care about the city. I mean, our thing about like our our um, real estate values in the county. Right, our median income in the county—they're all above the national average. Yes. You know? So, what do we have to gain more than that? I mean, that sounds diluted that we would get—you know—that we would have, you know, a higher, you know, an even higher median income. Well, of course, that's than, an average. You know, there, 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 there are lower-income cities that exist in the county. For example, those up north, like Ferguson, yeah, Normandy. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, Kinlock. There's tons of cities up north in North County that are not doing so hot economically. Well, no, I'm talking about this like, just, also just, Kirkwood, them. just Kirkwood and Clayton. And, you know, those, all those counties have pretty high, you know, real estate values and they have, you know, high income. Yes, but that isn't representative of the, of, the, of the entirety of the county. Sure, it's a large part of it, but it isn't the only part. I mean, you have to deal with a lot of other parts of the county that aren't in West County. Yeah, sure, West County is doing great. We're doing just fine. But places up north and down south are not doing as good as we are. But I just don't see so, that changing even with the, the big collective, right? I mean, like you said, in the – like, you know, two, two – like well, even, the collective – You, would said, you said demographics are demographics, right? So, here's, so the city's still going to be – go ahead. Here's what it outlines, for example, for, um, for the tax structure um, from the Better Together website. Says the sales tax um, revenue would be collected on a metro city wide basis to support services provided regionally by the metro city. Municipal district operations would be funded through local property taxes, utility taxes, and fees for service collected within the district. So that means that essentially um, all of the sales tax would be na- will be metro city wide. Right. So it could go to benefit any part of the county. But what if what if a municipal government is relying on the the sales tax to fund their fire department or schools? Those wouldn't be touched, but they would be funded by the but, metro city. I understand that, but what if they're relying on their sales tax which is now, you know, going to the metro city government? Yeah. So the metro city government would then fund those services. But that's just a, So I'm, so I'm, it, they wouldn't be autonomous to that municipality okay. then. Would it? If they'd like to give up their autonomy, they can certainly do so. So you're forcing municipal governments that rely on sales tax to give up their autonomy. I don't think forcing is the correct word. It's just well, I mean, because you get you took away their only source of revenue for those those those. If they can't fend services. for their own, if they can't fend for well, they're doing it right now. They're doing option. well. They're fending for themselves right now. You're taking that away. What's what? Think, name name Wolfie, a municipality Wolfie. that depends on sales Wolfie. tax from the fire department. Wolfie, I'm sure a lot do. It's name one hypothetical, but Wolfie. Well, I, hypotheticals don't work in this in, in this situation. Name a name, name municipality. Can, maybe, wait, in the future, the they could. Name a the, municipality. In the future, Wolfie, they, may, they may have Name to. a Wolfie, municipality a that relies Wolfie, on sales Wolfie, tax, Wolfie. which is a very small percentage yeah. of the taxes utility that go tax towards funding else. a city. Well, you, you, you t- those, those, yeah, would be, these, those would be fees, right? Okay. And they, they would still but go to the local municipality. Can I make a point? Sure, go ahead. It's an unnecessary middle. Like, if the money's just going to go back to the municipalities, it's an unnecessary middleman. Like, why should my tax dollars that fund what I need in my community have to go to some big uh, conglomeration of uh, municipalities just to 
slowly filter back into my community? Why can't it just go directly into what my community needs? I'm not sure I, I understand. I mean, so like, it's, why, it's why why does my money have to go to some big area, some big conglomeration, group of conglomeration, yeah. rather than just going directly to what my community needs? Because I want my money to help the people around me to make my community a better place, a place that people want to be. Yeah, a, I agree. You live there, and thus you live as part of you know a larger you know social group. Yeah, being the county. B, it would just, I mean, you're, n- n- nothing would change. If you have benefits, the benefits wouldn't just kind of like you cease to exist. But if the community is doing fine, they would come slower. Like, we already have, have How taxes. do you figure that would be? We already, f- how, how do you figure they would come slower? Just how what do you, know you said. It's like, we already have some taxes that go not just not to the city, but they go to the county and they go to the whole St. Louis area. No, but it says. We still have. It says the general sales tax revenue would be collected on a metro city-wide basis to support services provided by the metro city. Which which would be which police. would be a lot which larger. would be policing which would be a lot larger municipal and municipal courts and that would be a lot more of the mon- our money because that is taking from all of the municipalities now. So you think now. so? Are you are you trying to say that sales tax revenue is worth more than collectively local property taxes? Utility taxes and fees for services collected within the district. No, I. So, I for do. example, taxing local transportation departments, like for example the Kirkwood Street no. Department, which erects its own signs and maintains its own roads and collects lots of taxes, the massively inflated property tax in Kirkwood to support the school districts. I mean, are you trying to no. say I'm, that the sales tax revenue is going to be worth more than the collective sum of the other taxes that are going to go towards funding the majority of the operations that stay within the local municipalities? The sales taxes that would be combined for all of the municipalities plus St. Louis City would be a huge amount of money yeah. compared to that. But we're talking about every yeah. single source of sales tax. The, the smaller municipalities would be just so, fine. They wouldn't be affected hardly at all. And if anything, it would be easier for them because they're cutting out the largest service they pay for, which is policing. So, Wolfie, I think you're How can of, you say wait, that wait, that's wait, more, this, more? This is what I'll Richard, say. This Richard, is, Richard, can go ahead. Yeah, go fine, fine. So, I fine. think you're, not to sound offensive, you're kind of blowing this out of proportion from what I said. What I think it's not the sales tax, direct, tax directly, it's what it stands for. It stands for that if we merge, then the uh, county, the metro area, can take our money that benefits our community and spread it out throughout the entire county rather than just our community. But that's only for the services that the metro city provides. Here, and this, this is what I'll say to that, right? Um, kind of going to Kirkwood. Back in 2015, we raised uh, our sales tax. Um, we raised our sales tax a quarter percent um, out of every 100 you know, cents spent. Right to fund our fire and EMS uh, services. So cities are, you know, meddling, or, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, messing around with their sales taxes to fund, you know, the services that won't be provided by uh, the municipal government. Find a different source. That, that's proposal one. I mean, if, well, I mean, if that, that's it. That's a, okay. I mean, if Kirkwood is no longer maintaining a fire department, no, they will be maintaining we, we a will. fire department. Or, or, we will. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. If they're no longer retaining a police department, that is a large amount of money. That money can be reapportioned. But we're not. It's not like it's not like we're we're not spending money on a police department anymore. We're we're just spending. We're just giving it to the to the 
uh, collective. That's yeah, sales tax. Accounting now. This, so, yeah. so right now, sales tax, the, if the sales tax levy you mentioned is f- is going towards funding fire and EMS services. But it's, yeah. it's... And then policing is no longer a Kirkwood matter, which is funded through other means. That f- that, that that kind of frees up a it's, large uh, what amount I'm, of well, money. Not true. Not true. Be because forced. we're still spending the same amount of money. On police services, mm-hmm. we're just spending. We're just giving it to the municipality. Or, you know, the, the, but the we're giving a large. Oh. But, but we're giving a smaller amount of it we'll to the county we'll or, 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 or to the to the city. Uh, give me one, the city give me can one apportion. More point. The city can give apportion things, kind of, uh, depending on what individual municipalities need. Okay, uh, this is what I'll say. This this is what I'll um, I mean, maybe not say to that, but I, I see another logical fallacy in that. Right? Okay. Because you're you're talking about how sales taxes. Right, make up such a small portion of um, the revenue from you know a lot of municipalities. Right? Yeah. What do you say that uh, sales rev- sales tax um, makes up such a small part that it can't fund a, a single service? Well, if they're pooled together, they can be managed more efficiently. Because right now, the reason why it costs so much to manage all of the police departments is because there's so many of them. If there's one unified police department with one chief of police that can kind of you know hire people as it pleases and distribute policing services to the areas where it's needed the most um, throughout the unified city county government, that would, you know, that would mean that the fire de- or the, the, the police department w- would run way more efficiently than it is being okay. run right now when so many different police departments are, you know, okay. paying for themselves. Okay, and this, this is what I think. Um, using your logic, right, excess task, excess tax, right, um, uh-huh. is such a small source of revenue, right, that the municipal government wouldn't be able to fund fully the police department, the newly created uh, municipal government, or uh, police department, right, just with that tax revenue alone. Well, first, it's going to rely, first, it's gonna rely answer, on voluntary pooling of money. Would it be, can you answer my question? Could, yeah. would, it, would it be more efficient and thus more cost-effective if there were one police department that were managed on a larger scale by one group of people than... 40 depends what you mean by that because if you mean um will it be more efficient in spending then yes will it be more efficient okay in, well, then well wait, wait, wait wait let me finish will it be more effective in the amount uh each um you know in the amount that it covers you know in the, the quality of coverage i don't think so i i think that the, that you know giving a lot of this authority to the collective well, is going to dilute you know the power that both uh, the county executive and the mayor of St. Louis City have stated that there will be no layoffs on this plan. So no police officers are going to be laid off. I I, so I, I highly doubt that. The Steve Stenger and Lyda Krusen promised this. Okay, great. Politicians promise stuff all the time. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't where, mean that they're the not going to do it. I doubt that. Well, for such a for, for oh, so for I have their word. Zone, I have their word. Great, wonderful. Well, for such a such an important. Project it means a lot. I think. I don't think they're promising. And we're also dealing with a local. We're dealing with you know a a, a, a very local issue. I don't think we're dealing with something that 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 is uh, you know national and thus applies to tons of people. I understand national politicians lying a whole lot and not keeping their ambitious promises, but I think there's reason to believe that there won't be any people who are laid off. So, or at least not a very huge number. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, that. I, I think, go ahead. But so, no, sorry, I meant to say this a little bit earlier, but the sales tax that like Kirkwood uses on the fire and EMT uh-huh. is not equal to what we probably currently spend on the police department. So yeah, you can say, oh, the money can just transfer over. 
but the likelihood that those are it's anywhere... not equal in that it's way lower we spend way less money on a fire department than we do on a police department but that's not true for all counts i don't, think, that, I don't think that's necessarily true if you that's... look at the equipment that fire yeah. departments have no i mean look at, you know the I suppose like, that's there true was... in some circumstances, but I mean, I I think that I mean uh, again making it more efficient for 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 efficient for who? well for example you know there can be there can be different fire districts and some fire districts can span uh, can span uh, municipal boundaries, so those not being touched I mean if two municipalities pay into the same fire district, then that's already you know uh, kind of accounted for so but right now I'm pretty sure the way it works is that each each municipality that's in your you know each sovereign municipality um, in the county pays for its own fire pays for its own police department What's no matter how that? large or small it is and okay so I think we're kind of running out of time uh, a little bit I think we kind of went over a little bit so yeah, do we, we all, do we each want to make our final points and then uh, we can kind of end it conclude okay um here's what i'll say um i trust the research that's been done um which has taken you know five six years to 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 cultivate i trust the fact that the better together commission was appointed by officials who are part of both the city and the county and that they didn't just kind of spawn out of nowhere i trust the fact that they talked to 13,000 residents of both the city and the county over the span of the last six years to 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 get their um, their opinions and kind of gauge their feelings and I appreciate the 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 enormous amount of I mean I already kind of touched on this before but I but I appreciate the enormous amount of development and research that was conducted to make sure that this would be economically beneficial um, Change is really messy, and a lot of people in, say, Louisville and Indianapolis and Nashville in the '60s were massively against this, you know, these proposals because they would change the way they lived their lives. But I think that in this, um, in this circumstance, St. Louis has a really rich history, and we have a really strong, you know, cultural identity, even though we're kind of fractured. And um, given how so many of the demographics have changed over the last, you know, 150 years since the since the the city and the county were divorced, I think if they were reunified, we would see an amount of economic development that is unprecedented and unparalleled in this uh, in this region's history. Okay, um, I would say that the Better Together campaign uh, was spawned and petition uh, was spawned uh, out of undemocratic processes. Um, I think that if they really were concerned about going through democratic processes, they would have gone through the board of electors and trust, uh, board of uh, freeholders and electors, um, which this plan would abolish. Uh, um, th it would abolish the board of uh, freeholders and electors. Um, I don't think that I think it's going to be voted in an undemocratic way, a statewide vote, um, which you know most uh, <laughs> seven, I think it's seventy-seven percent uh, of the uh, voters in that would not even be living in the St. Louis metro area. Um, I think that if you look at history, if you look at Louisville and you look at Indianapolis, um, those were too success. Those were successful because the municipal governments retained their autonomy. Um, 
And I, I would also say that I don't think that I, I am perfectly content with the way Kirkwood is functioning right now. I'm perfectly content with the way Glendale is functioning right now. Um, I think that why change something that is, you know, one of the best systems in the country? Why change something where the majority of people in the county are prospering? You know, you can't change demographics. You can't change. I mean, you can. You can't change. Um, in this instance, you can't change demographics the way that they're hoping to, right? I mean, poor people. I mean, poor people live in the city, you know, I, and you're not going to change that by by merging, you know, the the city and the county. Um, additionally, I I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable giving my my local autonomy away to a big collective. You know, more more government means less freedom for me um, and less efficiency. You know, I'm going to have to go through nine months of zoning and rezoning, um, you know, uh, deliberations before I can, you know, build something in my backyard. That's ridiculous. That's what you see in San Francisco. That's what you see, you know, in these in these big conglomerates. So I, I'm not a big fan of this at all. Um, and I think it's communism, Spencer. <laughs> uh, so St. Louis 150 years ago was so much smaller than what it is now. Glendale didn't even exist. Um, I mean, a lot of the municipalities we know of now didn't exist. So trying to bring all of that back together and all of the new municipalities is just such a big project, and there's going to be so many conflicting ideals and so much gridlock when it comes to you know fighting for funds within the you know the big conglomeration. Like every representative from each municipality is be like, okay, we need this, we need this, we need this, and nobody's going to get the money they need because they're too busy arguing about what they need. So I just sort of see this as a way of, yeah, we're going to re- rebuild the city, and that's good, but you're going to do so by taking away a lot of the autonomy and a lot of the inv- individuality that each municipality needs to function as a municipality. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got, you know, our last words in there, Wolfie. I still think you're a communist for supporting this plan. Um, I, and think I think that you've been me brain- a communist is an incredibly asinine thing to say, given that I'm only supporting a plan that would take away only very small parts of the regional autonomy of certain municipalities. And collectivization. You are for collectivization. You are for collectivization. Correct. Our county. Our, our county. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, um, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you.